0: the heart of flyover country he's not on the far right and he's certainly not on the far left like you
1: he's somewhere in the middle this is dale carter's america all right we're just going to jump into this one uh, dale carter with of course kurt wheeler who's with me here on the podcast and kurt i'm just in a mood You got a case in the Mondays? I'm just in a mood. I mean, I don't know whether it's, well, I know what some of it's caused by. I don't know what all of it's caused by, but we're just coming out of the uh, daylight savings time, you know, spring forward and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think literally that takes a few days just to get that out of your system. Yeah. And it's dreary out today too. Uh, I don't think that helps either. And we've got technical issues on the air at KFKF. Um, So that was a fun way to start my 27th year at kfks hey congratulations man awesome Uh, so hopefully they'll get some stuff fixed and we can move forward there's not really a theme maybe we'll we'll whittle it down to a theme here in a little bit it's just kind of a hodgepodge just some stuff that's really torquing me off and i I think we're just going to go with that sounds good man let's do it you know you may need to play therapist on today's episode (laughs) i mean i may have to be on the couch and you may have to ask me how does that make you feel right right you know have you ever been to therapy
0: Um, it's been a while, but yeah, when I was a kid, a couple of times, I
1: think if, if I had to choose another line of work, I might be a therapist because I think I'd be really good at it. I mean, between marriage counselors and other therapists, I've had 10. Wow. Yeah. So um, they've all got material to write books and all that, but I think it it all distills down to... Does that mean the first nine didn't work out? (laughs) The 10th, well, the 10th is actually very good. I give her name and all that, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Maybe at some point we can have her on as the official therapist of uh, Dale Carter's America because she's really good. Her name is Catherine, and she practices uh, here in Kansas City. But most of them who aren't Catherine, here's how it goes. You say something, and I'll say... How does that make you feel? And then you say something else, and I say, And how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And then after doing that several times, I say, Ah, we're going to have to stop there for today. Would you like to make another appointment? That'll be $300. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that's your therapy lesson for today from Dale Carter's America. Let's start with this. Terry from Blue Springs sent me a note, and you know that in the first episode all the way back when we laid out the five principles for this. And one of them is I don't like hypocrites. And I've said many times, if you find me being hypocritical, telling you to do one thing and then doing something else, please call me out for it. Terry's going to call me out on this. On the show one morning, I said I had a story about the Texas governor issuing a recall on all mask mandates at the state level and issued an executive order that local municipalities can't have a mask mandate. And then I said on the air, are you listening, Governor Parsons? Well, Terry says, is that not being a hypocrite? If you want municipalities to control and govern themselves, shouldn't the state stay out as well? Now, I brought that up because uh, we don't have a mask mandate in Missouri, unless, of course, you live in Jackson County, which is governed by, you know, the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, and the uh, Jackson County Executive Frank White, I mean, they, they definitely have mask mandates and other things like that. And uh, I think it just gets down to, I don't like having the government tell me what to do, period. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's also
0: just a difference between right and wrong, I think, regardless of who's enforcing it. There are certain things that we should be doing and certain things that we shouldn't be doing. I think that forcing people to, you know, controlling how people live their lives is something we shouldn't be doing, especially, you know, I think now actually today, uh, today's the fifteenth. I think today maybe marks the anniversary—the one-year anniversary of fifteen days to slow the spread.
1: So, and they've changed. I mean, they keep changing the rules and the goalposts and all that. There's a story right. out today that uh, Fauci was on one of the Sunday talk shows saying that maybe it's not six feet for social distancing. Right. Maybe it's only three. Right? They don't know what in the hell they're talking about. Yeah, and I think F- Fauci in particular—you know—he really troubles me
0: because I've seen some of the clips of him on TV recently, too. And just the look on his face, man, is like something about it just bothers me. Like, he's having a great time. You know, he's always smiling. He's He's the center of attention. Yeah, he's always smiling. He's loving the spotlight. He's on TV, just loving, you know, telling people what to do. And all these people like, oh, Dr. Fauci, you know, what do we do now, Dr. Fauci? And he's just
1: He's, uh, he's really eating it up. He certainly is. Um, and while we have Jackson County and Kansas City, Missouri on blast, this leads right into point number two here. Ronald Reagan, my favorite president, uh, had that uh, quote. The nine most terrifying words are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? So yesterday, I get an email from Jackson County. I signed up for the COVID shot. I know that there are people who don't want to get the COVID shot, and, and I kind of respect that. But I'm one of those guys, I never take a flu shot, but I get that COVID is more serious. I want the shot, okay? And... I want it to be easy to get, and clearly it's not easy to get because way back when I signed up with Jackson County and I answered all their questions. Well, it turns out that in the next phase in the rollout, communication workers can now get it. We got a little deal from the Missouri Broadcasters Association that said that because we work at radio stations, we can now get the vaccine. So I get this email from Jackson County yesterday that says, it's your turn. We've set up an event in the town you live in, in Blue Springs. All you need to do is fill out these 40 questions, and you'll be good to go. So I get through them. It takes forever. And at the end, the last two things is you set up your first appointment and your second appointment. And then I hit submit, and I got an error message. It said um, there's a problem with the second date. Click here, and it will take you back, and you can pick another date. Well, I kept clicking here, here, here. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So I hit the back button on my my browser, and I had to go through all 45 questions again. Mm Mm-hmm okay i get to the same spot i pick a different time for the second vaccine same result there's a problem with the second date click here and you can go back and yada 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 i did it several times and i said you know what screw this there's obviously a problem i'll deal with it tomorrow when i get to work so first thing when i get to the station this morning i go back to that email and it says all of the slots have been taken
0: Mm -hmm.
1: why can't this be simpler Uh, That's a good question. You'd have to ask
0: them. I mean, between, uh, it's not like we haven't seen this before, right? Between the Obamacare rollout and, uh, you know, mail-in ballots and and all these other things, even at the local level, like uh, the county level, like we're dealing with now, like you're talking about, you know. Government is inefficient. It
1: really is. And I I put it out on Facebook. Uh, You know, I vent a lot on Facebook. And I I told you for Lent I wasn't going to do any political posting on my personal Facebook page. This may have uh, grayed that line a little bit. Uh, But I just – put everything that I just told you, I put it on my Facebook page and what i got were all kinds of results and i'm going to go check into this in a little bit from listeners who care and want me to get this shot and it's almost like the black market hey if you call this number you know you can probably get the shot if you just show up here you can probably get the shot i want the damn shot Mm -hmm. i mean whether it's the two shot deal or the one shot deal I feel strongly about it for me personally, not you, but me personally. I want to get on with my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't plan on getting it, but um, you know, I, I wish you the best.
1: Are we three feet apart? I'm a little worried now. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're sitting pretty close here, Dale. You wow. don't have the sniffles, do you? I don't. I okay. mean, I've been very, very healthy through this whole thing. Very blessed through this whole thing. But man, when when I hear Joe Biden make a speech and he says, "You know, maybe." Just right. <laughs> maybe, if we're all good little boys and girls, we might be able to congregate in small groups to celebrate our Independence Day. Is that not the most Bass-Ackwards thing? We did a whole episode on my football coach's Bass-Ackwards thing. Mm-hmm. That's Bass-Ackwards. And Independence Day of all things. I know. We're right? waiting like on I, Uncle I Joe. I
0: think you're missing the point of independence. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm in
1: a mood today, and I have no idea where in the hell this thing is going today. But But just hang on, because it could be a fun ride. Over the weekend, we had violence uh, in Chicago again. Um, my gosh, did you hear about that? No,
0: I, it's not surprising. there's violence there every weekend. So there
1: was like a big party and 15 people got shot. Wow. Two of them died. Wow. And what is the response coming from Capitol Hill? Can you guess? Uh, I'm going to say either crickets or gun control. Gun control. Okay. You were right with your second. Uh, because that's, now that they've got this huge, humongous $1.9 trillion COVID bill done, which about 9% of it actually deals with COVID relief, uh, the rest of it you really don't want to know. If, if you can't handle seeing sausage made at the sausage factory, you don't want to see what's in this bill. So, But now they've got that passed. And uh, now they want to move on to their next big issue, which is gun control. And I'm sure it would not have saved one of the lives in Chicago or Kansas City this past weekend. But, man, it makes them feel so good to be doing stuff. Yeah. Are, are you
0: talking about the H.R. 127? or I, I forget the, the exact name, but I know they were uh, putting together a gun bill uh, you know, a month or two
1: ago. And what will that gun bill do?
0: Well, I mean, the, the one that I'm thinking of, I I think we talked about it on the air. Actually, I don't know if this is the same bill that you're speaking about now, but, uh, it was expanded background checks, waiting periods, magazine capacity bans, um, quote unquote assault weapons ban, which, you know, we talked about means absolutely nothing. Uh, red flag laws, I believe were included in there. So, you know, Dale, since we're coworkers, if you know, you, uh, rat me out to the government or something and say, Kurt's mentally unstable, you know, he's going to go kill people, then I could be restricted based on that. Uh, it's a whole bunch of
1: stuff, really. I mean, all of it's just completely idiotic. But Right. Well, we all know that uh, the criminals who um, shoot people and kill people, they, they wait with bated breath for the latest legislation to come out of Congress. Yeah, they're so, like,
0: oh, man, I hope they don't pass that assault weapons ban or else I won't be able to do this anymore. And
1: that's going to be illegal. how will i handle that (laughs) all right so maybe we're being a little acerbic here today and maybe some of you need to look up what acerbic actually means i think i need to look up what that means
0: meanwhile
1: Meanwhile, on the one-year anniversary of brianna taylor being killed in louisville uh, of course there was west coast violence a lot of cities went up in flames Uh, you won't see a lot about that on the news Uh, But, again, it comes down to the same thing. It's like, you know, peaceful protest is one thing, but when you cross the line, when you throw a brick through a window, when you decide that your anguish allows you to jump into an electronic store and pull out a big-screen TV, when you are violent with police officers, when you shoot somebody, you've crossed a line. I don't care who you are.
0: No, me neither, I'm obviously, you know, but I think a a big takeaway from this, for me, is just the uh, disparate attention that these things are getting. I mean, I I think I commented on one of our posts on the page about this. Uh, By the way, go follow Dale Carter's America on Facebook. You know, looking at the mainstream media, um, particularly places like NPR, I follow NPR pretty religiously just to kind of see what they're saying, see what the narrative is. They have posts almost every day. Almost every day, sometimes multiple times a day about the January 6th riot at the Capitol. No mention of all of the federal property that has been destroyed, burned, all of the cops that have been assaulted, all of the innocent people that have been assaulted and killed over the past several months. Just in the past week, there was a federal courthouse or not. I don't know if it was federal or state, but there was a courthouse burned in Portland, there was riots all across the West Coast. There was riots in Louisville, and it gets no attention. So, I, I mean, it's it's obvious at this point that the narrative is being constructed in such a way to make us feel an emotional response to one thing and a different emotional response to another thing. You know?
1: Meanwhile, you know, and I want to make it clear what we said on this podcast, what I said on the air on KFKF, what happened January six was completely unacceptable, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what your complaint is. When you cross the line from peaceful protest to criminal activity, you are a criminal. Uh, but here's the deal. They've still had the fence up and the barbed wire around the Capitol. They still have National Guard troops right. in, in Washington. Quartered in Washington, D.C., which is just crazy. Meanwhile, this violence that is being ignored by the left is happening in cities across this country and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's time to put fences with barbed wire up around them. I mean, it's probably
0: time to send in the National Guard. They should have done that ten months ago. But, and you know. when
1: you know there were people who were asking for National Guard troops to quell some of that violence, they were called racists.
0: Yeah, and they're and they were doing it, uh, you know, under the radar. A lot of these mayors because they didn't want the backlash of their constituents and their base, the left wing base, criticizing them for when Trump was president last uh summer for asking for the national guard, but they were doing it. They were doing it under the radar behind closed doors trying to get help and it, you know it didn't work. I mean, they're not there now, so well, it's going to keep happening.
1: Meanwhile, on our southern border, there's an influx of folks trying to get into this country many of them wearing Joe Biden t-shirts. Have you seen that? No I haven't it's it's crazy we got that's a meme right we gotta oh, yeah. get that oh yeah I know sure. you love memes oh yeah and we've been putting a lot of them up on the Facebook page for Dale Carter's America and a lot of you are reacting to that uh, but it's it you know the the Potomac two-step is in full swing because even though this surge is happening at our southern border the Biden administration refuses to call it a crisis. They're referring to it as a challenge. Right. The challenge at the border. And of course, if you listen to the spokesperson who comes out every day, what's it? Jen Saki. Jen Saki, yeah. yeah. Jen Saki. She's a very pleasant person. She'll come out and, and she'll say that uh, this is part of the mess that was left to us by the Trump administration, which and is it, BS. It's a it's challenge. Total BS. But we're working really hard to uh, come up with a solution. Meanwhile, they're asking for volunteers. They've sent FEMA in, which is the organization you send in after a hurricane or a tornado. Those are crises, are they not?
0: Yeah, and, and the idea that this is left over from Trump is just ridiculous because the influx, the amount of people crossing the border illegally has already surged dramatically. And are Since they bringing, Biden was president?
1: Are they bringing COVID with them? That's the other big thing. Are they staying at least three feet apart, which apparently no. is the new standard from Dr. They're, Fauci. they're
0: being crammed into detention centers. That's what they're calling them now. Back when Trump was president, it was kids in cages. Right. And there are kids in detention centers crammed into detention centers, thousands of them. And I mean, there's dozens. We we could easily point to dozens of examples, including Jen Psaki, by the way, including Joe Biden. Who were out there saying, Oh, we can't do anything, you know, we can't give Trump any credit for anything while he has kids in cages. Meanwhile, the amount of quote unquote kids in cages has gone up under Joe Biden, not down, has gone up because he's been campaigning and promising as president to be lax on illegal immigration. Trump was very harsh on illegal immigration. So it's not that it's it's not even so much a change in policy, although it is. But it's a change in mentality as if you go back and look, as soon as Joe Biden was sworn in, came into the presidency, a huge influx of illegal immigrants came, were coming through Mexico because they knew that they would have a better chance of getting in. So it's about the messaging too.
1: Well, let's find that uh, picture of them in the Joe Biden t-shirts as they make their way up here and uh, determine, you know, who in fact is to blame for that. Meanwhile, uh, 2022 is coming fast. And the Democrats have the Senate, they have the House, and they have the White House. So everything that happens on their watch, good or bad, and and give them credit where credit is due, the stock market's doing very well. I don't know if they get credit for that. But what happens, whether it's right or wrong, when you're in power, you get the credit for things that are going right, and you get the blame for things that are going wrong. So the stock market continues to do well, but a lot of these things uh, that the Democrats are doing there are things you need to know about the stimulus bill talked about that a little bit 1.9 trillion dollars do you know kurt how much money the government raises in tax receipts every year um i don't guess
0: yeah i I think it is it is it about 2 trillion 1.8 trillion dollars
1: the stimulus bill is 1.9 trillion dollars right Nancy Pelosi says they'll follow that with a one-trillion-dollar infrastructure spending bill. Mm-hmm. So this is just money that is not there that they're putting on the debt. The mm-hmm. debt is going to crash through thirty trillion here at some point. And does anybody care? I don't think the Republicans care either. To be to be frank, and they're not but- doing a good job of selling the other side. They're they're voting against it, but no. they're not coming out with a compelling argument. For why this is wrong and they need to be doing. that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a small handful, you know, I mean, of kind
0: of budget hawks, if, if you want to call them that there's, you know, Rand Paul, Mike Lee in, in the Senate, there's Thomas Massey in the house, but it's really, really rare. And that was one of my biggest criticisms of, uh, the Trump era, you know, was, was spending went through the roof and Republicans are supposed to be budget hawks. Republicans are supposed to be small government, less spending, but we didn't really see that. And I'm afraid, you know, in combination with all of these uh, COVID lockdowns and and regulations that are now seeming to just be in perpetuity for as long as they decide mm-hmm. that they want to keep them going, you know, with Biden talking about maybe going in the next year, Fauci talking about, oh, we may be through, you know, the end of 2022 and all this kind of stuff. Combine that with all this government spending and and the stimulus checks and things like that. We got to really be careful. I mean, people, are happy to get stimulus checks, but it's creating a an incentive for, you know, the government to just blow out the spending and, and take responsibility away from people for their own lives. You know, I mean, that's really dangerous.
1: Meanwhile, if you get a stimulus check, get out there and spend it and try and help this economy get back. That's that's really what it's there for. So if you get the $1,400, go buy something. It's, it's, it's important to our economy. Little closer to home i don't know if you saw this news or not but roy blunt is not going to run for re-election next year to the u.s senate and now it's a free-for-all on the republican side to try and fill that seat in 2022 interesting name that came out of that and by the way i heard him on a talk show this past weekend and he did a really good job explaining why the 1.9 trillion dollar bill the democrats just passed was terrible uh, was former Governor Eric Greitens. Mm-hmm. He's yep. one of the big names that, that is uh, going to go after that seat, and we'll see what happens in 2022. You think he's been in the penalty box long enough? <laughs> Who
0: knows, man? I mean, if if Cuomo can still be in office, then I think he'll be fine. You read my <laughs> mind. Actually, you read over.
1: You, you, you saw my no, notes. No, I didn't. I swear. All I right. swear I didn't read that. Cuomo is uh, next, and who knows, because we record these things on Monday. Sometimes they they don't get turned around until Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. Who knows? I mean, that's a very fast-moving target right there. Uh, But the last I heard, there were now six women who have accused him. Yeah, something like
0: that. I haven't been keeping
1: track, to be honest. Well, and the number of Democrats, that's what you should keep track of, because we talked about this last week, that when Richard Nixon finally resigned the presidency, it wasn't because of the Democrats in Congress, it was the Republicans who went down to the White House and said, the gig's up. I mean, you don't have the votes. And now, almost the entire congressional delegation of the state of New York, both senators And most of the House members, I think all but two of the House members, have come out and said that Governor Cuomo needs to resign. It's really interesting uh, because this shows you what, what is apparently more important to these people, these allegations that have come out, now six, when it was like one or two, it was like, eh, that's not a big deal. But now it gets to six or seven, it's a bigger deal. And never mind the fact that he allegedly covered up the whole nursing home scandal Now, you can debate the policy points on that of whether he did the right thing or not. The cover-up is always what gets these politicians. But nobody's talking about that. All they're talking about are these women and will Cuomo have to resign or not. And the latest that we've heard from President Biden, he is not one of the Democrats who is calling for Cuomo's head here. Um, because he was the one, remember he said that Andrew Cuomo set the gold standard right for how to deal with Covid nineteen. Yeah, laughable. That, that is kind of laughable in retrospect, uh, but he is not one of them. Uh, he says that uh, the uh, investigation needs to continue and that at some point, you know, he'll have to do something. but uh, well, that's what
0: they that's what they always say, right? If it's a Democrat, then oh, we need to go through the process, we need to listen to these women, and investigate, but they shouldn't resign. If it's a Republican, it's hashtag believe all women, Resign immediately! You're a terrible person. You're a rapist. You know. Yeah. So there's obviously a double standard. Ask here. Brett
1: Kavanaugh about that. Yeah, because they dug up somebody from a party he went to in high school, and the facts were very murky, including uh, friends of the accuser, and that thing kind of went away. And you listen to some of like Kamala Harris, our vice president right now, is being ultra quiet on Andrew Cuomo, and she all but called Brett Kavanaugh a rapist, right, based on what happened at a party. Back when he was in high school. I mean, just, you know, I told you at the beginning of this podcast, I'm in a real crappy mood today, and it's like bubbling up to the surface. It makes
0: for better content,
1: Dale. Okay. Keep it up. Let's go with that. (laughs) All right. So Cuomo, we've dealt with there. The Real Cancel Culture, which was going to be kind of like the the point of this podcast this week. Last week, and we got a lot of feedback. Thank you for that. We love feedback. Send it to me at dalec at kfkf.com. Uh, last week, we put Cancel Culture on blast. It's like, let's stop drip, drip, dripping the thing out here. Let's just put the fire hose out there, and let's, you know— cancel everything mm-hmm. and we found excuses to cancel everything we couldn't cancel the colorado rockies because it's the rockies it's the mountains and uh, one and of my co- f- and it's a hippie state colorado yeah and they smoke a lot of pot out there yep. god love them one of my friends that i went to grade school with rick rainey who uh, lives down in south carolina and he listens every week to the podcast he said well Thank if you. i if i were in oklahoma i'd hate the rockies so let's just go with that <laughs> if you're from oklahoma you're from flatland you don't like the fact that they've got mountains so cancel the Colorado Rockets. So it's
0: the reverse logic of why we canceled all the Texas teams, Yes,
1: right? <laughs> exactly. So everybody's got their reasons, and if you don't like something, we're just going to cancel it. Now, fast forward, we're t- back to the real cancel culture, and we have the saga of Pepe Le Pew and Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I know, Miss Piggy has not been canceled yet, uh, but Pepe Le Pew, I think, has been canceled?
0: Yeah, I think it was actually like the day after – We recorded or released the podcast, and we joked about Pepe Le Pew, and then they took him out of the, uh, was it the Space Jam movie or something like that they They took him out of?
1: Now, the Six Flags uh, down in Texas, of course, Texas is its own entity, right? Uh, The Six Flags down there has Looney Tunes figures throughout the park, and they have made it clear that Pepe Le Pew is staying. All right? All right. We are not going to cancel <laughs> Pepe Le Pew in the state of Texas. But elsewhere, uh, uh, again, it gets back to that culture of normalizing rape. Is that what they've called it? It's somewhere here in my notes. Yeah, something um, like that. And here's what I would tell people. And, and I want to talk specifically about Looney Tunes here in a minute. But Pepe Le Pew, if, if, I've got granddaughters. One's six and one's turning three in July. If they were watching Pepe Le Pew, and in case you don't know, Pepe's a skunk, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has the hots for this cat who, if you go back to early Pepe Le Pew cartoons, can't even believe we're talking about this, Mm -hmm. but we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, That cat ran under like some paint thing and got like a white stripe down the back of it. Right. And so Pepe thought that the cat was another skunk. Right, And Pepe is your a pretty lady skunk. typical Frenchman. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he likes the ladies and all that. Um, nothing like Bill Clinton in Arkansas. But Pepe is more <laughs> of a French kind of a suave guy. And he tries to make the moves on her. Okay, it never works. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. He fails every time. And if my granddaughters, first of all, hopefully they're going to grow up with a sense of humor and not look for things to be offended by. But if they were watching this... I would tell them that the lesson you learn from this is there will be boys who may get a little handsy at a party Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. No means no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this guy never wins. Mm -hmm. And you can't let guys ever win. There are teachable moments in everything that you do. And, of course, Pepe, now he's going to be canceled. And so people came back with, uh, we got this has to work both ways. What about Miss Piggy? You grew up with the Muppets, right? Uh Yeah, I watched them a little bit. Okay. So you have seen the interaction between Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Are you a little offended by how Miss Piggy tends to, like, really go after things? It sounds like I'm supposed to be. Well, you are, but you're not. Uh, I'll work on it. Sorry. Work on it. Okay. So will Miss Piggy be canceled as well? You know, the Muppets went with more of an adult thing a while back in, in uh, like, 2015. I think the show got canceled But um, Miss Piggy and Kermit kind of split, right? Right, right. I do remember that. All right. Do you remember that Miss Piggy ended up with a new boyfriend, uh, the singer Josh Groban? (laughs) Really? I'm not making this up. This is why we do prep for this. Yes, it's true. Oh, wow. All right. So um, there you go. Wait,
0: isn't that like bestiality or something like that? (laughs) Well, again, it was the
1: the primetime version of uh, the Muppets. So it was for a more adult audience. Ah, Okay. How adult are we talking? (laughs) Well, and that takes me to Looney Tunes because you probably grew up watching cartoons on Saturday morning and Looney Tunes was probably a big part of that, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, well, so like the original Looney Tunes was a, a bit before my time, but they were still playing it a bunch when I was a kid. So I watched it a lot. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Looney Tunes came to television in about 1970. If you go back before 1970 and really in the 70s as well, the shorts that you see for Looney Tunes were played before movies at cinemas, Mm, right, mm -hmm. for an adult audience, Mm -hmm. right? And when they came to television, this is true, uh, that they had to remove and edit and take some of the scenes out because they were adult. I mean, if you look at some of the Bugs Bunny cartoons, the double entendre in there, I mean, they're going to have to work really hard to get rid of all that stuff. Uh, But there were suicide gags. Uh, There were characters doing stereotypical portrayals of African Americans, Mexicans, Jews, Native Americans, Asians, and Germans as Nazis. Some of the cartoon characters were smoking cigarettes, taking pills, and drinking alcohol. Mm. These were all part of the Looney Tunes. And uh, then somebody said, hey, wait a minute. These are cartoons. Kids are going to love them. Let's just take all that stuff out. And we'll put them on Saturday mornings, or wherever you you know, see the shorts and all that. Uh, there's still some stuff in there that you know might be exceptional. But I grew up with it. I turned out okay. You grew up with it. I think you turned out okay, right? Uh, I'd like to think so. We don't have to go back through it with a fine tooth comb and uh, take everything out of it. Uh, but that just I just wanted to let you know that Looney Tunes. If if you go back into the history of it, uh, they were played before popular movies you know, we used to say we wanted to get there early, not to see the previews, but to see the cartoons. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. And,
0: um, I mean the, the animation, you know, is very impressive for, for the time it's really well done J- just considering how much time goes into stuff like that. And it's funny and you know, it's entertaining. There's usually some kind of message to be learned from a lot of those uh, right. shorts. So, and at the end of the day, Dale, it's a freaking cartoon, you know, like I, and I think I mentioned this last week, but you know, the, the left is like, Oh, you guys are obsessing over Dr. Seuss. You can't stop talking about it. It's like, no, we're talking about it because you're talking about it. You know, you guys are making this an issue that needs to, you know, be canceled and, and all of these things. We're just responding in kind, you know, but it's a freaking cartoon, man. Like, can we just grow up? I don't know. It's just,
1: it's so silly. Last thing on this, um, and maybe you've seen this, Elmer Fudd is the famed hunter of wabbits Uh and ducks. Uh Wabbit season, duck season. Uh, Moving forward, Elmer Fudd will no longer have a rifle. Oh, man. I'm not sure how you hunt wabbits or ducks without a rifle. Maybe he'll trap them. I don't know. Maybe you just coax them to come toward you. Or perhaps this could get back to last week when we blasted out all the animal mascots from Major League Baseball and the National Football League, uh, and we bend the knee to the PETA folks and say that maybe Elmer Fudd is no longer a hunter. You know, maybe He's vegan? Elmer Fudd's a vegan? He could be vegan and get along with the Wabbits and the Ducks. I'm sure that'll go over really well. All right. All right. <laughs> last night when i was trying to go to bed and this is not the kind of thing that i can go to bed watching there was a white privilege special on nbc oh great did you see that did you hear about it no but i have a
0: feeling this is gonna get my uh get my blood boiling
1: i almost thought it was a joke Um, like a Saturday night live bit, but this was a show last, I think it was on like at seven o'clock. I was setting my sleep timer to go to sleep and I'm like, I watched a little bit of it and I said, this is not going to allow me to go to sleep. I'm not going to be able to deal with this, but it was a black guy on NBC and he was talking about, um, relating to white people to understand what black people actually go through. And the point where I clicked the clicker and went to another channel was when he said it's like if a white guy goes in and he gets a um, a mortgage refi on his house at three point two percent, okay? Mm. Maybe a black guy comes in next and his is three point four percent. That's something you as a white person should know. Okay. You, you should think about that. Uh, so, and, because two people get a different interest rate, right? That's about white privilege. Now, yeah. I, I don't know. And you know what? We get all kinds who listen to this podcast. If, if there's something I'm missing in all this because um, I'm a white guy and I can't change that. That's how I was born. I was born a white guy. Um, if there's something that, you know, I need to really know and think about and go, gosh, what can I do to make a difference here? Please let me know. Dale C. at KFKF.com. Meanwhile, I'm just going to live my life, try and uh, my principles of life are work hard, live on less than you make, and save for retirement. That's it for me. And, and if, if somehow <laughs> me doing that is crossing a line and offending people, please do let me know how I can do better. I'd like to
0: say something about this topic. If we're constantly told that we're the problem just because we're white— if we're constantly answering for past sins that we had nothing to do with, if we're constantly told that we can't have an opinion on certain things because of the color of our skin, then do we really have privilege? I mean, it, this is on a major network. This is not, you know, yeah, some, It was NBC. This is not some super left-wing, you know, Black Panther YouTube channel or something like that. This is a major network and this is in every major corporation, every major media outlet. If we're going to be talked to to this way over and over again, you know, we're going to be lectured to like this, then who really has the privilege? We don't have the privilege. We don't have the privilege to speak about it.
1: So (laughs) I'm going to go on doing what I do and live my life and I'm going to be nice to everybody. I'm going to treat everybody based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I really believe in the words of Martin Luther King. And I think if you live that way, everything turns out all right. I do want to leave with one little thing here, and and I put this video, I don't know if you saw it on the Facebook page, Kurt, but um, my friend Bill Fickle, who leans a little to the left, we're good friends, we can still have a conversation, even though we don't agree on a whole lot politically, he asked me if I had seen Bill Maher's video talking about cancel culture. Mm -hmm. And it's about six minutes or so, but Bill Maher, one of the things I... I have come to know here about cancel culture is it's not left versus right. It's more older versus younger. I think Well, what do you think? Am I off base on that? If it's older versus younger, who's doing the canceling? Well, I mean, you're, I don't, I don't think you're a normal younger guy. You you remind me of me when I was younger because you get it. I I think you do. Uh, And there are a lot of younger people out there who were raised with, things like participation trophies right. not keeping score in games right. you're very special and you know any, anybody Thank who you. tries to tell you anything else they're the problem and if you grow up with that sense of entitlement entitlement yeah. that's a great word if privilege you, how about you, that if you grow up with that all of a sudden you feel like you can call everything into question and if you call it into question older folks are supposed to just like look down And not make a big deal out of it. um, Yeah, we can get rid of that. That's going to be fine. So, Bill Maher, the video that I put up on the Facebook page is excellent, and I am not a Bill Maher fan. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the guy's an asshole, and when I see him on HBO, I cannot flip the channel fast enough. But he's dead spot on on this, because what he's talking about is while we're worried about everything you've just heard for the last 35 minutes, while we're complaining about it, arguing about it, debating it. China is kicking our ass mm-hmm. at a, just about every level. We don't want the authoritative government that China has, but they're building uh, state-of-the-art airports. They're building high-speed rail. Their Internet laps us. They're, they're lapping us in all kinds of areas. Meanwhile, we're sitting here wondering whether we should have Pepe Le Pew or not. Right? How stupid do we look? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely right about that. And I would sort of agree with you.
0: I, I haven't watched a whole lot of Bill Maher, but he has a level of respectability and courage that I think is, um, commendable. You know, I mean, he, he's truly honest. He's not afraid to piss off, you know, his, his quote unquote base, you know, he's not a politician, but you know, the people on his side of the aisle, if you want to call it that, um, he has, Guests on his show that are people who he disagrees with, which I mean, hardly anybody in the in the mainstream media does that anymore. So that's uh, respectable, you know. And I and I think he tries to really be honest. And
1: I so you're a fan?
0: Well, I don't know if I would call himself a fan, but but here's the thing: I'd rather watch somebody that I disagree with uh, vehemently who I feel is being honest and coming from a genuine place. And maybe I'll find some agreement with them somewhere than somebody who I feel like is just a talking head and has no level of decency or, you know, common sense. And well, I, I, I don't feel like he falls in that category. You know, I think he, like you said, he's an ass, but so what? I mean you know, Donald Trump is an ass and he he was a pretty good
1: president. So to that end, you know, I took the challenge from Bill Fickle and I watched the entire six minutes of the Bill Maher video and felt so strongly about it. I put it on the Facebook page and said he is spot on. So we're going to leave you with a little clip of the uh, Bill Maher video. You can see the entire video at Dale Carter's America. You can probably Google it and and see it there, too, but we've made it easy for you on the Facebook page. Please go back and uh, like our Facebook page, Dale Carter's America. And if you have any uh, feedback that you'd like to throw our way, always love to get the feedback at dalec at kfkf.com. And as we leave you with Bill Maher, remember, this is Dale Carter's America.
0: And finally, new rule, you're not gonna win the battle for the 21st century if you are a silly people. And Americans are a silly people. That's the classic phrase from Lawrence of Arabia when Lawrence tells his Bedouin allies that as long as they stay a bunch of squabbling tribes, they will remain a silly people. Well, we're the silly people now. Do you know who doesn't care that there's a stereotype of a Chinese man in a Dr. Seuss book? China. Because they're not a silly people. If anything, they are as serious as a prison fight. Look, we all know China does bad stuff. They break promises about Hong Kong autonomy, they put Uyghurs in camps and punish dissent, and we don't want to be that, but it's gotta be something between authoritarian government that tells everyone what to do, and a representative government that can't do anything at all. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media.
1: Comments can be sent to C at kfkf.com. Thanks for listening. Check back every week for new episodes.